This week on EDC Unlocked, it's us, Roman Hadfield. We talk about the start of our entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, I think we were like throwing around like random ideas. I was like, oh, let's do like a snapback brand. <laughs> Which is actually not a bad idea. <laughs> the challenges we faced. We were both like absolutely broke. I had to move back to my parents. Like, yeah, in I'm, our ma- I'm like married by this point. Yeah, but she's broke as well. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. girlfriend was broke. <laughs> Everyone was fucking broke. And we answer all of your questions. What's the one product you've always wanted to make? If you had to pick one Home and Hadfield product to keep for yourself, what would it be? Hands for feet or feet for hands? <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, we came up with the idea for EDC Unlocked because we felt there wasn't anything out there that gave the EDC community the opportunity to hear the stories behind big names and brands in the space whilst also giving them the chance to ask the questions that they've always wanted to ask. For now, this is a limited mini-series, but if you guys want more, then we would love to come back with another series. And so if you do genuinely like the show, then please follow, subscribe. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a short review. This 20 seconds of your time really makes such a huge difference and we'd really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to EDC Unlocked by Home and Hadfield. I am your host, Phil Hadfield, and today we have on the show us, me and Ian, my partner in crime, uh, the guy who started this business with me. So we're going to answer questions from you guys and tell our story a little bit. How's it going, mate? <laughs> yeah, good to be here, mate. Ian doesn't normally, like, he normally, like, pushes me out in front of the camera. <laughs> Today, like, uh, I've seduced him with a couple of beers. Um, it doesn't take too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, normally, so for those of you who don't know, like, I actually am based in Bali, Indonesia, and Ian's based here in the UK, and we don't get a chance to actually meet up that often. And today we had scheduled, like, a bit of a social, like, have a couple of beers, and then I was like, nah, we need to do a podcast. Yeah. And he was like, we were like, combine it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, it's good to be here, mate. Excited. So I've got a laptop next to me with notes on because we're not that well prepared. But Ian does get a bit sleepy after a couple of beers. So we're capping him at at two beers. But yeah, so the format today is going to be... I just want to talk us through like our story a little bit and give people like... Yeah, people know like what was going on before Home and Hadfield, how we came to do Home and Hadfield. Because I think in the questions, a lot of people were asking about that. The vision, there probably wasn't much of one in the beginning. Yeah. And then ask, answer the questions, the the random other questions that people have asked. So you ready? Yeah, let's dive in. Should we, yeah. Uh, Should we have a little bit of a clink? Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, just, we aren't very natural in doing this because we haven't done this before. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, so like, how how do we know each other? You, you can talk to her. Like, when, how old were we when we met? Uh, yeah, so is at school. Um, we were 13. Would you say we liked each other at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, you came up for like the natural school, high school that your like, middle school fed into. Yeah. I was like one of like <laughs> me and like, three other people who came from like this really bad middle school. Um, yeah. And so I was just desperate to be friends with anyone, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I just clung on to the group and just, yeah, I went from there. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to remember we were, we were basically like the naughty kids in our class. And then it just kind of like blossomed from there. <laughs> and then like what we were friends throughout high school, went to our respective universities. And we always like stayed close. We've got like another like, well, we've got like really close, close, close group of friends from back home. Yep. But then one in particular, like, our other mate Riley, who like we all stay like really tight with, yeah. and we all were in London for a little bit. And then, what what were you doing? So you got to London. What was your career at that point? Yeah, so like I said, went to uni. Um, Not that I don't know. I'm, I'm asking like I don't know <laughs> for the benefit of everyone else. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, so obviously, like went to uni, like you said, and like at, at school, like you just go through that process of like, oh, what the hell do I study? Like, uh, so I, th- I think that's my brother said to me, he's like, oh, why don't you study accountancy? What a mistake. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> you might earn good money doing that. I was like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll do that. I literally had no idea. So obviously study it. But then when you're at uni, it's like, well, what job do you go into? Like, yeah. not a clue, but obviously I studied it. I might as well carry on. Yeah. So I actually moved back to Birmingham for a couple of years first, like was doing my professional qualifications, um, but was just like, oh man, like, 
I just need to get down to London. There's way more of a nightlife. Like, Birmingham at the time just, like, wasn't happening for me. So I was like, right, moved down to London, got a decent job there. But someone was there, like, there was a big draw, right? <laughs> like, you moved down, like, a week before or something. <laughs> <laughs> he moved down, he moved there because of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, moved down to London, like, going through, like, professional qualifications and, like, all the typical sort of, like, grad-type stuff. And, yeah, we were obviously, like, we played for the same football team in London. We sort of lived in the same sort of area. So obviously, like... Maintain friendship that way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll cut my story short. I was like, yeah, actually similar to you, <laughs> although I did a bit of a bullshit degree. I did like a marketing degree, which meant I wanted to get drunk for three years, <laughs> which I did. And then came out of uni and was like, God, what do you want to do? And then, so I did what everyone does in the UK when they don't know what to do. I got a job in recruitment. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think both of us throughout our 30, 20, sorry, were like driven by a need to succeed. And we both did really well in our jobs, like climb the ladder, earned good money, both in management positions. And it was really weird timing because I, I think, you know, you and I have always been really close, but I think like at that time in our, in our early 30s, maybe we didn't spend like loads of time with each other. But it was really weird because I remember I spoke to you and I was like, I'm, I'd had some like health issues and I just like realised it just wasn't serving me anymore. Like, do, you know, do you know what it was? I remember, so I was actually thinking about this ahead of this podcast. I remember like... Uh, I'm the, halfway through my beer already. But like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I remember like being at work and it was I think maybe like a Friday afternoon or whatever. And I was just like, just totally done with it mentally and then I remember like going to message my missus and like I just said a message like uh like oh I just you know you just, I just can't be bothered with this anymore but I accidentally sent it to you and you probably don't remember <laughs> no. and you were like oh yeah I know the feeling man <laughs> and I think at that point I knew that like <laughs> we were on a similar wavelength as far as like work and maybe doing something slightly different. Isn't that weird how you can remember that? I don't remember. Yeah yeah because yeah. I remember because I'd, I'd already decided to leave my job and I think I told you and that had been going for like some time and then you we went out for some food one day and you were just like yeah I'm basically you're going to take a sabbatical and you're going to do the same thing yeah. and yeah and then so we both left our jobs like similarish time we both went traveling because we didn't have a clue what to do <laughs> like midlife yeah. crisis all of that kind of stuff and then we were like traveling we were in Brazil and we were just like I remember we were just I we just basically decided that it was pure, like out of pure desperation, really. <laughs> we were just like, we need to like create a business. Yeah. And we don't know what that is, but I cannot go back to the environment that we were in. That was the kind of sentiment. Yeah. I think we were like throwing around like random ideas. It's like, oh, let's do like a snapback brand. <laughs> Which is actually not a bad <laughs> oh, idea. No, that would have been terrible. <laughs> no, I think it's a decent idea. No, that was blatantly your idea, wasn't it? That was not my idea. I think I suggested like sliders as well. <laughs> oh my God. For those who don't know, sliders are, are like like flip-flops, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> no, not. I swear you've tried I'm, to push snapbacks and sliders <laughs> since we've started home and had I'm them. keeping that in my back. <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, so, yeah, like we were just throwing down different ideas, but yeah, we knew that it had to be something totally different to what we'd been sort of doing for the last... 10 years or so. Yeah. And then, so I had been, just before like we were like getting going in, like before we spoke in Brazil, I'd been away and I'd like, I thought of the idea to like start a swimwear brand and I was like, you know, that would be, that'd be a really cool thing to do. You kind of agreed with me. We got back from traveling and I remember one day like we were talking about it and you, I think you were like, because I still wanted to go traveling for a bit longer and I remember you were like done and you were, I think you'd taken your, you were now going to work like remotely in your old job whilst you figured your shit out. Yeah, basically. And I remember you saying like, are we going to do this? And I was like, look, I really want to do it, but I'm going to wait till I get back from traveling and let's do it next year. And I always remember this. And I don't think you do remember this. Like I put the phone down and I just had this thought and it's such a game changer. just like, if I don't do this now, it could be a lost opportunity and mm. we'll never do it again. And I, I remember just calling you back and I was just like, I'm in, like, we'll make we'll make it work. And then over the... You don't remember that, do you? Yeah, no, I think I, I've got, like, vague recollections of it, like, having that sort of, like, chat, but, yeah, not like... Literally didn't have a clue what we were doing, what the next step was, any of that kind of stuff. And I went 
traveling in Asia like after that and we were like we'd have I remember being so jealous about that I was, <laughs> like, God, I was like back in my old job effectively but just on my like working <laughs> you're working remotely though right yeah but I was at my parents yeah <laughs> so oh I was at my, my parents God. for like another six or seven months which was not ideal <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, not paying rent I guess but still you were in like the Philippines <laughs> but, but, but it's worth noting and telling everyone that we like both of us were like had done okay like money wise and we took this time out and we were both like absolutely broke yeah like, basically like we I, I you had to move back to your parents like I I had to move back to my parents like yeah I'm, mar- I was, I'm like married by this point yeah as well so I'm with my wife yeah, <laughs> yeah she's broke as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. girlfriend was broke <laughs> everyone was fucking broke so I've like convinced her Basically, because you, you effectively convinced me, and then I convinced Steph that, like, yeah. we should follow this path. Her doing, like, separate things, but kind of just, like, she was in the exact same situation that, like, she was, like, it wasn't fulfilling her what she was doing. And I was like, look, we just have to do something, just have to be brave and take that leap. And yeah. you sort of have to go through some rough patches to get where you want to be. Yeah, it was a rough patch. <laughs> um, but so then, so we decided to start the swimwear brand. I mean, no one will know about this. It's like, it was, but... We got really excited about it, really. And actually, so when I was traveling, I was in Australia two months before I was due to come home and I was watching YouTube one day and then this ad, I'd obviously been watching a lot of like personal development, business things. And I had this Amazon course get sold. No, plenty like videos, how to make money yeah. online. Or- and I was about to skip ad and I was just like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to give him another 10 seconds. And then it was like, I'll give him an 10 seconds more. And then it just kept going. And I was like, oh, he's got me hooked in <laughs> so I put my email in he sent me the first video and before I knew it I was like half an hour in I was like oh shit like I want to start another company and like <laughs> so and then I sent to you and bear in mind that I'm constantly like saying like crazy things for us to do and like you're often the voice of reason I was like expecting you to say mate we've but already started we, one bro we, t- we already do like I would say 90% of what you, these crazy ideas. I'd say we like, tend to go along with them. Maybe just the 10%. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about 90, if we did, we'd be out of business. But but to be, you just said, came back and said straight away, you were like, I get it. This is yeah, like, yeah. this is, we should do this. So naively, <laughs> with not much money and no experience of starting a business, we decided to start two brands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we were like, we don't know what that second brand's going to be, but we're going to continue doing the swimwear things. We didn't want to let go of that. Um, but yeah, that was like, and we did that. So that was 2019. And for most of 2019, we tried to make like this Amazon business work. We didn't know what that was. Yep. And we, we learned the course and we were, we got samples for all our swimwear. Yeah. We went out to China yeah. and did all, and like, saw factories to try and get product ideas. Do, do you remember, it's worth mentioning, like, do you remember being in that, like, because we knew loads of other Amazon sellers had, like, gone to China at the same time because it was for this fair, and they were staying in, like, Four Seasons or whatever it was, just like, and we were in this, like, shit Airbnb, basically, and we yeah, got to the cockroach thing. It's like, cockroach, it's not infested. Yeah. And we were just saying, oh, I think there's quite a lot of cockroaches. She's like, no, 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 that's normal. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be a fun week. Yeah, <laughs> that was, it was, but I mean, at the time, it's funny how far ahead we thought we were then and we hadn't even come up with the idea for Home yeah. and Hadfield at that point. Yeah. Um, and I guess just like, this is a good point to say, because we've had a lot of questions about when did you get into EDC? Like, when was your, you know, where did your obsession with EDC come from? And like, you know, how did you, and like, we've actually been like a little bit like, oh God, this is like really awkward. Cause we're like, if we like tell our true story, are people going to like lose interest in us? Are they not going to really like us as much? Uh, but we just like, be really honest. Like we, we, we didn't know what EDC was. Yeah. Didn't know what EDC was. We definitely didn't know that being from the UK, we definitely didn't know, obviously watch collectors. We've always both liked watches, but not been obsessed. Yeah. But like knives, like we didn't think that was a thing. Certainly didn't think coins was a thing. And we certainly didn't think it was like a movement. Yeah. And I think it's just really important to like, yeah, be completely honest that our, the reason why we started the business and went on this journey was out of, I guess, human necessity to improve our own situation. And like, really, like if we hadn't have done that, like the men- our mental state of where we were at, we just couldn't have hacked it. 
yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think like we both had identified that like whatever our situations at the time weren't like serving us well, and we weren't the. I think like we weren't the people we wanted to be. Like, yeah. I think that was creating a lot of unhappiness. Being like totally honest, and so we knew that there was more to life than what we were doing and this was an amazing what we were presented with was like an amazing opportunity to to realize that and yeah like we sort of just grabbed it with both hands yeah and a lot that's not to say like what we came across in the edc space and community is so powerful and so like something we like deeply value and cherish and like being a part of is just so amazing that although I guess we're not like your classic EDCs, like carriers or whatever, we, I do feel like we, like the values of that community we embody and we just love and I, I love yeah. our community. And so although, yeah, we're not knife fanatics, we're not watch fanatics, I do feel like we embody everything about that community. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No, exactly. And I feel like, to be honest, it like, it's something that we didn't know about before, but finding out about it and understanding it has definitely impacted. Well, for me personally, like I, I feel like I've lent into it and, you know, have kind of like got really into certain brands like Nomad, yeah. Orbit Key and stuff like that. And I know you share that as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's just something that we've we just sort of have discovered along this journey and we know as like a brand that we just fit within that perfectly and we just love the kind of vibe within that community like 100 percent. yeah well i thought it was a maybe a wrong point to like clarify that because we haven't even gotten to the point where we started home and hadfield <laughs> but i just wanted to because i wonder whether people would be like hang on how did you start the brand if you you know you're into edc and then you're doing yeah. this swimwear stuff anyway going back into the story so yeah, end of 2019, and we've been working on this for best part of like 18 months now, like starting a business, and we have- It literally felt like forever. Yeah. Like- And we'd sunk like every penny we, not every, close to every penny we'd had at that point, like, uh, or we must've done. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. As in personally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, and so I remember I had a conversation with my girlfriend and she credits this, I swear it wasn't her, but she was like saying, I think you should just focus on one. This is what she says, I don't believe, it. I'm pretty sure it's me. And I then like, I can't remember what it was, I went around yours and I was just like, mate, we need to, we need to can one of these, one of these. And for me- No, I, I remember it, it was on, it was New Year's Eve that you spoke, you called me up. We just got back from Irish's wedding and our friend Irish yeah um and we just got back from the wedding it was New Year's Eve and you were like look I want to just throw this out there like I, I think we're just gonna it's slowing us down getting yeah. to where we want to be we just need to like be brutally honest that we're not doing a great job and that's why we're moving slowly yeah at two different businesses let's just focus on one and move forward with that one business um yeah. and I was like oh it's just perfect timing I'm so glad you brought that up because like start the new year afresh one business Let's just go like full steam ahead and make that make that work. And just so everyone knows how Amazon works, like I feel like a lot of people maybe have a bad view on Amazon in that they think, oh, you know, you sell spatulas or you sell like sh shitty things and you just slap your logo on it and that's it. For us, it was never about that. We always wanted to create, we wanted to use Amazon as a platform and create a brand that could exist off Amazon. And Amazon's just, yeah, a platform that we get a lot of eyes from, but we wanted, we realized at that point, we'd gone through, we won't tell you about all the different product ideas, but they're pretty terrible. Uh, and we wasted a lot of money on them. But we were like, at the beginning of that year, we were like, we are going to focus on getting the brand sorted out. And we need to find that first product in a niche where we know we can do well and we can deliver value. And then it was, it was after we made that decision, after months and months of not finding anything that would work, we came across the watch box organizer yep. uh, space and immediately realized that it was just such a tired, old fashioned, boring. It was filled with such tired, boring and outdated designs, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. And we just knew there was like, that was there for the taking. Do you remember that? 100%. And I think what it was is that we could see clearly that they were just catering to like a market. There was just like a massive unserved 
part of that market. And we were like, okay, well, we can just present a brand that is much more relatable to like a massive part of the market. People who want to spend like, they, they spend a lot of money on their, they're passionate about their accessories. They want, they don't want to like put it in like a $20 box. They want to actually spend a little bit more in the nice display case with, that's high quality. And we just knew that there was just so much like more opportunity than was currently like in that market at the moment. Yeah. And something we always talked about was like minimalism and uh, like essentialism. Do you remember? I know it's like not the same thing, but like we talked about that a lot. And I remember us just saying, we want, we need to put that into our designs. Mm. And when you actually look at that first design and all of our designs since actually functionally, our products offer a lot less than, a lot of others. Yeah, like, I remember thinking, oh, this is only going to hold like four watches and there's ones here that hold 24 watches for yeah. like a fraction of the price. Yeah. But they were just like branded terribly, photographed terribly, but didn't have the, they didn't have that kind of wow factor, yeah. which we felt our products have. Well, yeah. And it, it was that um, having to like make a decision about which are your favorite watches that you want to display. Yeah, and yeah. that combination of display and organize is something that's then we've translated to the rest of our products, which has then just served us so well. And it's, and it's more of like an exclusive feeling you feel about our products in, in you know, not saying, you know, <laughs> crowing about our products, but that I feel like that's what it is. It's yeah. like exclusivity. Like you don't, it's not just a huge storage solution that you just hide away. You can have that actually, it adds to the room. And that was something that we really wanted to do. And when we first launched that on Amazon, there was nothing out there even remotely like it. Do you remember? No, exactly. And to your point, like people collect different things in life. Like people collect art, people collect like all sorts of collectible things. Like, but we just feel like watches, like they are art in themselves. So if you can find a way to display that in your room, people will want to do that. Part, like small part, like where they want to like show that off, but also it's more to the point. It's like, they're proud of these items. They want to display them and they want to feel good about it. Yeah. And there was just nothing out there that was doing that. And so, you know, it sounds like, okay, yeah, we you know, we decided to do this design and then, you know, we launched it and everything went well. That's not how it was <laughs> at all. We, obviously you have a design, you don't know if it's going to work. And also you've got to get someone to make it. And I think one of the, go on, get your beer. I know you were looking at it like, we can do whatever we want, Ian. This is our podcast. <laughs> get me another one as well because I'm finished mine. Uh, God, I've probably had one too many beers now. Um, Hopefully it won't be slurring. Um, so the next step, obviously, is then to find a factory that can do it. And I think for us, we we were really conscious of people wanting, like, cheers. <laughs> cheers, mate. <laughs> My we friends were, really get in the way, don't they? Yeah. We were really conscious of wanting to have, like, a European-made or USA-made product or just not be honest not from china like mm. we we had this thing in our head and it is a bit of a it is a bit of a bad prejudice you know i feel that now having worked with china and again i always want to be really transparent from where we make our products from as well because i'm actually really proud of like the factory that we work with yep. we went through such a process we didn't even look at china and we had samples from factories from multiple countries and we got quotes from multiple factories in uh, the uk usa and it was either the quality was terrible. And if you're in our Facebook group, you've seen <laughs> the, the the shitty samples that we got back. I honestly thought like, we're just never going to find the right supplier. Like this is, yeah. this is like a painful process. Yeah. Like absolute piece and, of and, shit. And those ones were expensive as well. They yeah. weren't, yeah. you know, we would need to charge a lot. And then when we went to the ones that were like USA, uh, UK factories, honestly, we'd have had to charge like a thousand dollars or something for oh, that. They wouldn't even respond to you because they're like, Oh, like oh, we would say give them like a target idea of what we want to we want to pay for this, and they just they wouldn't even entertain the conversation. Yeah, or the MOQs were like six thousand units, yeah. and when you've got about five hundred dollars to your name, like <laughs> that's not going to work. Um, so yeah, and then eventually we were just like I think after about like I think it was like three months of going through this process, we were like, look, we're going to need to like explore the China option, and within a month, I think it was, we found the factory that we work with now, who have been. Although there's a lot of difficulties in working with them and, you know, cultural differences, all of that, their standards that they have for quality yeah. is like, 
just because it's China, it doesn't mean that it's bad quality. And in fact, if you look at like all of the huge brands, they have factories in China. No, exactly. Um, and we've managed to find a factory that actually delivers the highest quality with our help. Um, but at a price that we were always cognizant of like being able to deliver a price that people could pay, but it was always a bit above like, you know, average, yeah. um, but also not like obscene. Yeah, exactly. That was what yeah. we always wanted to do, right? Yeah, we wanted to be fair. Like we wanted to like charge like a fair price, but then also the one that represented like value to us, but then we were one we were all like happy with them. Yeah. Like we were taking advantage of customers or whatever. So we came up with that idea. I remember we came up with that idea in January. We launched it in October of that year. So it took Which that in itself is way too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If we did that now, we'd be out of business. <laughs> But we we launched it with 500 units, which is just hilarious now thinking about it because our orders are just huge now compared. And we sold out like within one month. I honestly remember thinking, right, oh, yeah, this will cover us three months easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then but, like, it was about three weeks. But how, for those of you who've never, who haven't been through this, when you see, because we have like an app, it's a bit addictive really. We have an app that tells you when you've done a sale. And when that first sale came in, I just couldn't believe, I woke up, the, we'd done five sales in our first day and I just could not believe it. I thought I had to like, have they have we connected the wrong app or something? Like this yeah, is yeah, yeah. crazy. People are actually buying what we have done. And it was just such, for all those years and all that time that we put into it, it was just such like um, reinforcement that we were doing the right thing. Yeah, definitely. And then what was we, so at the beginning, we were debating whether to start on Instagram or not. And... We said, because we wanted to go to kind of like all in and, you know, on Amazon and just make sure that was successful. But then we decided to do uh, Instagram and we started to send our products out to different influencers, some not right for the brand at all. <laughs> and then we happened to send a few out to people in the EDC space and they posted about it. And Pete McKinnon saw it and he bought one. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he was just like a customer. Like, yeah, he was a customer. Yeah. And we, <laughs> what was hilarious was I was customer service at that point, <laughs> um, pretending to be customer service behind the thing. And he had an issue with the with uh, getting it to him. Um, oh, right. And okay, I was yeah. dealing with him. And I was like, because this is going to be embarrassing now to everyone in the EDC space. I knew of Pete McKinnon, but not because he was in the EDC space. He does like sick travel pictures and stuff as well. Yeah, so yeah. I'd heard of him. But I was like, I know that name. And I looked him up, I was like, Ian, this guy is like big time. And I was talking to him and we were going back and forward. And he was like, I'm going to include this in my gift guide. And I was like, we don't have any stock. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any stock left. I was like, um, but we're like, okay, well, um, he was like, maybe you could do like a pre-order. Sure. And so then we were like, okay, how genius. How do we do that? Jesus, yeah, how do we do that? So we did a pre-order and he posted it and it was great. Like for us at that time, him yeah. posting that. And it was, I'd well, say- I think, I think what it was is that like, I remember getting up, uh, waking up and knowing that that video was going out, but at no point do I know like where in his like top 10 or whatever yeah. products we were going to be. Yeah. And I remember just like watching it going, okay, thinking- Oh, I'll be happy with number 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, we're not number 10. Oh, maybe we're number nine. Yeah. And every single one, I was like, got to number two. I was like, holy shit. He's missed we're us out. <laughs> 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 He's lied to us. Bastard. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, we're number one. That's like insane. And then, yeah, just things just went pretty nuts from like a sales perspective because we were just getting like tons of pre-orders and that was just an amazing feeling. Yeah. But then I remember we were meeting up like later that day to sort of just, I think it was around like Christmas time and we were just sort of having like a catch up and you were just like, Ian, there's just so much more in this space than either of us realise. Yeah. Like, and we have to lean into this. Yeah. And I think, I think I was always like, we're just, we're, at the moment, we're kind of just selling to everyone. Yeah. We need to be more focused on who we're like speaking to. Yeah. As a customer. And this was just the unlock to just so many things like yeah. so even this forget about the sales even just that that was the most valuable thing that we got from it well it's just uh i think when you launch a product ideal that you know what your next product's going to be and we didn't have a clue mm. um and then we realized there was this yeah edc space and this is our first exposure to it in 2020 sorry guys uh 
And we were like, wow, this is like a community that needs to be served. And also it's a community that's not being served in the way that we can serve it. Because mm. then that was when we were like, and actually with the help of a customer who emailed and said, have you ever thought of doing something with like what you're doing with watches with knives? Yeah, shout uh, out that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I can't remember his name now. That's going to be really annoying. But uh, uh, Sorry if you if you are watching or listening to this. But he, we did give him a free knife deck. Off yeah, the yeah, nice. And he was like, have you ever done why don't you just do the same thing? It was like, wow, that's like genius. And that was when we were like, okay, there is this brand here. Cause we had other product ideas to come after the watch deck. And then it was like, okay, no, we can do all of these other things. Mm. And I guess to like cut a long story short, that kind of like shaped that next year, didn't it? We were like, okay, we're going to go heavier into the watch space, yep. heavier into the knife space. We're going to then look at coins and then that's, led us into like looking at devices and yeah. I guess for us and it, everyday carry is across those three areas really isn't it it's it's EDC well watches is kind of EDC but I do see watches as kind of like it's almost its own thing but yeah, yeah. watches EDC and tech mm-hmm. uh, or devices or how, sure. however we say it and I really feel like you get three, almost three different types of people in that space, but also they all kind of overlap as well. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fascinating to look at the kind of different people, but they're all, I don't know, they all live to the same kind of values and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like they're all like just good people and have just contributed so much to the brand um, in their own rights. But yeah, like you definitely get some, like desk setups for example is like yeah. a big part of it and yeah. that in, 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 of all those areas that that's the one i've probably sort of got obsessive about for myself personally yeah you're probably more of a desk setup yeah, EDC so, kind yeah. of. um although that was a little bit weird because i desk set up edc kind of person like i know someone in the knife community would be like that's not proper edc but i don't know for us it's kind of like that's more like i guess nomad orbit key kind of yeah. area anyway we're going a bit off going a bit off uh subject in terms of like the instagram side of things we then started to work with like more and more people like grew that out more do you feel like that was like a good like in retrospect do you feel like that was a really good decision for the business or we should have like gone harder on like something else like i don't know uh yeah growing like our shopify or something like that Yes, yeah, so I think we've we've always had the idea that we wanted to be like a genuine brand and like we're part of our like Amazon seller networks who aren't typically like a, 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 in a quote unquote brand. They're just, okay, well, they optimize themselves well for Amazon and okay, yeah, they might have an Instagram, but they don't lean into that. They don't like try and build a community. They don't try and build off, like a presence off of Amazon. They just focus purely on that. So I feel like what you're saying is that us leaning into Instagram was just part of that like branding exercise that we wanted to have. We wanted to be, we wanted to create something meaningful and tangible mm. that we could like, you know, just have something that like we were bringing people as a part of. So yeah, I think that was an important part of it. Um, and the more people we worked with, the more amazing content we got and the more we just got to understand about the, the, the market. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna, cause I think that tells us, I think that brings us like in terms of our story, I mean, obviously it doesn't take us to like kind of present day, but I mean, in terms of our story, would you say there's anything else before we go into like the questions that you would like? No, I think like there's, there's so many exciting things that we're like looking at doing at the moment in terms of the direction of the brands and we're super excited to share all that. But I think in terms of brand story, yeah, I think that gives a good picture. Cool. And obviously if anyone's got any further questions on that, and I guess, yeah, we were like, honestly, we were really debating whether to do this episode because we were like, we're kind of being a little bit vulnerable in terms of like admitting that we're not, not that we were li- we certainly lie. I mean, I certainly haven't lied. If you're on our Facebook group, I asked some pretty stupid questions around, around knives and stuff. So you must realize that I'm not a knife guy or, or whatever, but like I have such like amazing connection with the guys in the, fa- in our Facebook group and our community. Cause they're just, well, one, they're just good people. Like, um, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to ask, I'm going to break, like structure that I've got here. And I'm going to ask about the community because Mm. so we built the Instagram and like I loved, so at the time I was running our Instagram. I don't do that anymore. Thank God. Cause it's a (laughs) task in itself. But like, I really used to really enjoy like interacting with customers in the inbox. And I always just knew they were all just good people. They always just got it. They were like such 
like if there was something wrong with their order, there was always just nice people. Oh, they're so supportive. Like I, I see that and I'm not like super attached to our Instagram, but yeah, it's very, very supportive. Always super complimentary of like what we're doing or what we're trying to achieve with the brand. So yeah, and I've loved that part of it, getting to know our customer hundred percent. And then we decided to, cause someone's, someone said like, I think the question is around community. Like why, why do you do it basically? Because I guess the, the thing is with community, I'm trying to find the, the exact question. Uh, something like what, what drives you to, you know, to work with your community more like, we kind of, like with a lot of home in Hadfield, actually, and we were talking about it earlier, we've been a little bit more reactive than proactive. Like, we built Instagram not thinking, oh, we're going to have this Facebook, we're going to do these surveys, we're going to do a podcast. Yeah. It was more like, oh, wow, these are cool people who give us really cool feedback. Let's get more of that. And I remember one day just saying to you, why don't we just start a Facebook group and we'll call it a feedback club and we just ask them for yeah. ideas because we used to pay money to this website. It's called PicFu where you'll test colours of products because uh, we we were going to launch the the watch deck in oak. <laughs> we were going to launch it in oak. Oh, what, originally? It, originally. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, let's test it. And then we were like, no, Americans like walnut. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, definitely yeah. like walnut and they definitely don't like oak. Uh, it's totally not their preference. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so that we, we used to, and we used to pay a lot of money for that, but these guys weren't our audience. They were just like mm. random people yeah, yeah. in in America because we were testing that. Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, let's, le let's lean into that a little bit more. And then it was like, so we've got a Facebook group and I think there was like 20 or 30 members. They were really cool. If anyone's listening to this, I like really appreciate you guys. You really helped us make some like really cool decisions at the beginning. Yeah. They were like central. They were amazing. They were like the OGs of uh, like Facebook group. So shout out to you guys if you're, if you're listening. And then last year, around like mid 2022, we decided to create like a, a rewards club where we gave people discounts, but also we, it would help us upon launch. We'd be able to launch products in a better way, we'd create a lot more like, what's the word, uh, like buzz around launches. Yeah, definitely. But then that quickly became a feedback group in itself. And then we realized we had, we had, we've almost got 2000 members in there. But what was amazing, I remember you like saying, like us like talking about it and like we were, I think it was like a post-launch thing and like everyone was sharing pictures of their ETC yeah. and their setup. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this is the best thing ever. Like, yeah. Because for us, I think that like, okay, we're not like, super hardcore ADC. However, what I think we are as like uh, brand owners is that I think we just are so passionate about creating products that people love. And yeah. I think that's what fulfills us. That's what fuels us on. That's why we develop new products all the time. So to, to that point about the question, like that's, I think that's a hundred percent what it's about is so we can understand our community better so we can serve them better. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. So if you're not in the Facebook group, Come and join it. Uh, but also we're doing these product surveys this year that, so we just made a commitment that we, it's so powerful to be able to ask our audience what they want because we have an idea of what they want and quite a lot of the time we're wrong. Mm. Um, so right now we are, if you're in our community, if you're in the Facebook group or you're in the, or you're part of the surveys, you'll know that we ask you about absolutely everything. <laughs> we asked you whether you wanted to see this. We asked you whether you wanted us to do this episode. Hopefully you still agree that it was a good idea now. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, and so, yeah, I think community will just continue to be a bigger and bigger part of what we do. And yeah, I think it's been central in, you know, our, I don't want to say success, but in our continued growth. Yeah. Without a shadow of doubt, yeah. Right, I'll move things along because I feel like these beers have meant that I've like gone a little bit slower than I was expecting. I'm meant to be like the moderator and I'm clearly just <laughs> waffling on. Um, so yeah, like, right, product, for, let's try and keep these like fairly short because there's a lot of bloody questions. Um, so we got questions for our audience like to our, previous point Sweet. um so what's the what's the one product you've always wanted to make what as in from our current products or no 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 like like now like if if it's oh, okay. a product yeah, that yeah. you want to make and you want to deliver like personally what would that be because we also have different opinions <laughs> on that Ian always wants to do one thing and I always want to do <laughs> yeah, another yeah. Uh, then we just do what you want to do. <laughs> uh at the moment I'm really really excited 
about doing a watch winder. But, so am I though, actually. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. And I've spoken about it in a in an update that I can't I don't know which one we're gonna be releasing first, it'll probably be this. Like that's the one I'd really wanna do and do it well. Yeah. Uh, but it's important that we do that well. Yeah. Um, and then also something I think off the back of last year, like bringing in wireless technology into our products is something that yeah, really wanna try and yeah. It's a nuts we want to crack. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of complications that come with that, particularly when you don't have a background in these things. And like, we don't want to put our name to something if it's not sick, basically. Exactly. Hey, Phil here. Just interrupting the episode to let you know about something truly special to us. Community is a huge part of everything we do. And so we've created a Facebook group where we share our newest ideas and get feedback from you, our customers, to make sure we're developing products that you actually want to see. In return, we give away free products regularly. We're probably giving away a free product right now and huge discounts of up to 35% on all product launches. Whilst this began as something fairly simple, it's grown into an amazing community of like-minded people. And so if this sounds like something you could be interested in, I've left the link to the group below in the description. So come join us. It's free and you never know, you might enjoy yourself. Okay, back to what you came here for, the episode. Where do the inspirations come from most of our designs? Good question. Um, I think I think for me, like we, like kind of our inspiration comes from our original design. Uh, we take a lot of inspiration from that. Yeah, let's take this and then, but let's do this to it. Yeah, yeah. and we want to apply it across like all of our products. Yeah, and that's kind of it. Set the tone for the rest of. Yeah, and if you take that approach, it's it'll always be consistent within your brand, and that's the most important thing as far as like we're concerned. So yeah. Um, out of all of our products, which is your favourite, and which one did you? Uh, these are two questions, I guess. Which one did you enjoy designing the most? Uh, favourite is the, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt, the watch deck. Okay, but is that purse? Is that what you personally? It's, it's you know, it's just the OG. Your, your first love. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we'll be here without the watch deck. I'll be back. I'll be back on the phones and recruiting. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, the watch deck. What a guy. Um, <laughs> in terms of enjoyed designing, probably the hub. That like was the most okay. challenging, so probably most painful. Yeah, I wouldn't say enjoy. Yeah, uh, but I don't know, like a good challenge. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I I actually feel like I enjoyed the knife deck the most. Yeah, that, maybe. Like our first like deviation away from like it was doing something. Yeah, like, maybe. Uh, from that original, it, because I was a little bit worried about have we just been really lucky with this first product? Like, yeah. how are we going to be able to follow this up? So I think that's probably my. Uh, but my favourite product, like for me personally, if I like, had to own a product, would be the Weekender. Like, uh, even though it's, it's underrated, underrated, <laughs> I love the Weekender. No, it's a good product. It's a good product. Um, so, what what goes into your thoughts, uh, your consideration when producing a product before getting any public feedback? Um, I, I mean, I think for this, it's like we kind of don't even really, we have like an initial concept, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I guess, yeah, what is our thoughts before we, because we go up to public pretty quickly. Mm. In terms of like, I don't fully understand the question. So let me just look at it again. Yeah, what? so when we're, because Ian and I, we have calls and we're like, okay, we want to do a fixed knife display case. Mm -hmm. What? How do we want this to look? What goes into that thinking, I guess? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think like, for us, is is it consistent with our product range? Does it fit? Does it does it make sense? I like for me, like branding is all about like consistency, visually across how you act as a business. So I think like, does it fit? Like that's probably the most important thing. Does it look like something that our customer would want to buy? Yeah, that, those are the sorts of things you gotta try and get into the mindset of the customer and what they like, and understanding your customer helps you do that. So yeah, those are probably the most important things to think about there's other things we think about like okay well <clears throat> is it different to what's out there in the market that's probably a big part of it as well differentiation yeah, yeah um, for sure yeah we won't do another like me too product no like, exactly um, it has to be unique it has to like be relevant and yeah yeah 100 cool good answer i won't add anything to that Sweet. um what has been the most difficult product to complete and why was it so challenging i think we kind of already touched about that the herb and the sidekick yeah um, purely because we and i talked about this when i uh, did my update episode we nail display cases the wooden element of that but yeah. when it comes to any functionality which is why we're like hesitant to go organs blazing on the watch winder and um 
uh, the, the wireless charging is because that has functionality that we don't have a specialism in. And we didn't, being honest, being completely honest, we didn't deliver a product that was at the same level as the others just because that was like a, we could just leave it as it is. It's still good enough, mm -hmm. but it's not excellent No, right it's got now. the lowest like, reviews of all yeah. our products in terms of the lowest like star rating, which, okay, and actually in that market, it's still good. Yeah. It's just not where we want to position ourselves. Yeah, and just for the record, we've pretty much sorted that issue now and we're doing it with the help of people in the Facebook group. Like we're confident that we've sorted that issue is with the, the screws and the, the plastic part that you fix your phone into and stuff. But I think the important thing is that we're willing to admit it and also just with the help of our community, solve the issue and also give, you know, solve the issue with their particular product as well. Uh, will Will Home and Hadfield diversify products? Um, I, it's an interesting question that is. I mean, it depends what they mean. Like, are we going to just go and launch a coin? No. Um, uh, like, are we going to go and launch our own knife? No. Um, I feel like we need to focus on what we're good at in the niches that we know. I do feel like there's room to diversify slightly out of that. But ultimately, we want to keep creating products that people want and if people come to us if all if everyone in the group says we want you to create a knife we'll probably try to do it <laughs> but in general they're asking us for for other things that are within our range of genius genius but you know range of capability yeah right no exactly and i think like it just it just has to fit in within the brand that's like i'm sort of like broken record but like that is just so important so i think like i just feel like, like diversification for us is just ultimately a distraction and prevents our ability to do a good job in what we do. Yeah. And I think there's ways of diversifying without going completely left field. And yeah, exactly. Completely weird. Yeah. Um, looking at your story, you started in the watch world, then you went into the knife world. What's the differences between the two worlds? And have you ever thought of a pen box? Um, we have thought of pen boxes, uh, actually, but I don't think it's top of the priority list. I don't think the demand is quite there that's pretty it's a niche. bit niche and the differences between the two worlds i think it's differences between the two customers i have to say i do feel like i do feel like watch people maybe are a little bit more particular maybe yeah uh yeah and knife people are maybe a little bit more i don't know i, don't I, know. I think people who are like super obsessive about knives i think like our knife products are like perfect for them i think people are often if they're like super obsessed about watches sometimes at first glance they're like a little bit put off by the actual positioning of the watches like, oh actually i like it in a certain way so i feel like yeah there's there's differences from that perspective the watch snobs <laughs> well they but i often think that those are the guys that have got like vintage watches that yeah. they've spent like you know twenty thousand dollars on their or you know ten thousand dollars on their watches and we're probably not there no exactly their watch case like they yeah. probably want to spend a thousand dollars on their watch case mm -hmm. uh, i still think we could be mm -hmm. i still think what we have then done we've launched additional like the padding yep. like the the mate watch deck mate and stuff that that uh, that helps them yeah no oh, mate don't get me wrong it's the perfect product. <laughs> <laughs> We're not biased at all. Um, I actually answered that question on my update. Which of your stuff, your own stuff, do you use at home and what is inside of it? So, <laughs> this is a bit, I'm going to have a bit of a confession. You don't even have a home. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a bit of a nomad. I live in Bali in Indonesia. Like, this comes with like a big part of like our previous story. I like, I guess was in London for quite a long time, really unhappy and really wanted to move out of like the gray and the cold of the UK, but I've been in the uh, Bali and kind of traveling around a lot. And because of that, like I've never got like a fixed home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do like for months at a time and we have a place in London that we can go back to, but in general, I don't touch a lot of our products. Like Ian is the like Ian is the guy that that approves everything. Really, he's got so many of our products. Yeah. Like, have you got every single one of our products? In your yeah. House? yeah, yeah. I got like a, a full on sample room. Like I have like guests come to stay, <laughs> just like surrounded by all these. Yeah, products. yeah. Actually, pretty weird. For um, which one? Which one do you use the most? Uh, so in the office, there's the watch deck. Um, with the leather padding. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you use it all for? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. What have you got inside there? So like, to be honest, like I'm not like super, super into watches. Like I've got like four watches 
that uh, I like. I like. Um, okay. So I've just got like. No, but what have you got in the drawer? Oh, in the drawer. Yeah. All oh, right, just like a wallet and oh, like, boring. <laughs> uh, and two, I've actually got two Wesson knives. Oh, that's not boring. Shout out Wesson. All oh, right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah I don't know. Wow, you're loads more EDC than I am. <laughs> uh, uh, but to be fair, they actually gave them me. I actually didn't buy them. They just gave them as like a gift because they're nice people. Uh, cool. So that's where I keep them. And then you've got the hub as well. I think you use the hub, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that in, in my bedside table uh, yeah. is my hub. Okay, cool. Right, we're going on to a little bit more like vision, general things like, yeah, where, well, actually, someone asked here, what is your connection to Sheridan, Wyoming? <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have any connection to that, other than the fact that we had to, we registered a business in America. Yeah, someone told, like, a, like an accountant told us. Yeah, to so we have a, an address there. We've never been there. I can't commit that we'll ever go there. Um, there's a good chance we won't ever go there. I, I think we should. Okay, if you if you live in Wyoming and you're watching this, comment, and we're going to come and we're going to have a beer with you. That's a promise. Um, where do we see the brand in five years? This is a difficult question. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that we could talk about here. We talk about this a lot. I think in an ideal world, like, this would be in every single country where we have like i'd love to have a huge presence in australia yep. i'd love to have a huge presence in like singapore asia i'd love to have a huge presence in, in europe Japan. Uh, canada i would love to be in all of the you know the big retail stores all that kind of stuff but i'd love i'd also love for us to still be heavily involved on the creative side and product development side and at a high level but I would love to be out of the trenches on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Because we're in the trenches, bro. For sure. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not as much as we were. Like, I'm not doing customer service with Pete McKinnon anymore. <laughs> but uh, shout out Pete McKinnon if you're watching. You probably won't be. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, there's been like a massive transition from when we started 100% to what we do day-to-day -day now. And that's like testament to the people who've like joined the team as part of this journey. And like I feel like we've hired like that's that's probably like the, one of the biggest aspects of the growth of the business is the hiring that we've done. It's just yeah, been, it's been a massive game changer. But yeah, to like to add to what you said about where we see the business in five years, it is really difficult. Um, but I, th I I agree with what you're saying. Like if we can just continue the global expansion, I'll be super happy. But yeah. then like channel expansion as well. Yeah, because like, we really talked about like uh, and I talked about it again, in this episode I did, like, like, we just feel really guilty, particularly being from the UK, that we can't, like, serve the people in the UK and Europe yep. and, and around the world as well as we would like to. So, yeah, that's something I'd really like us to be able to do. But, yeah, it's difficult because, you know, we couldn't have pictured that we'd be here right now, like, two years ago. So, yeah, I know I know how, like, well, I say, like upset, probably the wrong word, but, like, stressed out you might get when someone's like, you know, I'm in... Like Germany, why the fuck can't I buy your products? Like, yeah. this is like, because there'll be some random import issue yeah. that we can't get it to Germany. So frustrating. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, like it, that global expansion will just help us serve our community better for sure. What has been the most difficult part of this journey? <sighs> Where do I start? Do, do you <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, do you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I think for me, we juggling, so we haven't talked about this, but like juggling like my, so we both basically had to, we haven't talked about this in our story. We both basically had to go back to our old careers and negotiate a way to work remotely and freelance. In, in, well, I, actually I was freelance. You were kind of, you were working like half time and then yeah. full time. Um, yeah. But we were both basically had full time jobs, but working remotely and doing the business. And it wasn't until February of 2022, so last year, so just over a year ago that we went full time. Yep. And I think having to balance that, and I, I personally, I was in a commission only, I had to do it commission only. And so I had months where I didn't do like a deal and recruitment. Well, you were in this like really tricky kind of like trade off where it was like, I could like lean into what I'm doing now and earn more money now yeah. with your job. Yeah. And then the, the, the sacrifice there is like, well, that's taking away yeah from the business and like yeah. the growth which is a longer term play so yeah you were in that constant trade-off whereas i think i had i guess 
a good situation in the way that I just had to like log on, clock my hours, log off, do my work on the business. So I was like, <laughs> I was getting up at like 5 a.m., starting like my day job at six through to lunch, go to the gym, come back and then work on the business, which, and I think that kind of like, because we had different schedules, that was probably like quite challenging for a while. Yeah. But and the long hours was probably the worst part. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously just like funding. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I mean, like from, there, there is a, like a large period where you're sort of, well, okay, well, because when you do take that leap to be, okay, well, this has got to pay the bills now, like that can be pretty stressful. Yeah, and you <laughs> just had a kid. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. we went full time and Ian had just had a baby. Like I, I, I've got so much respect that you're still willing to make that. I, I, I was worried that one day you were just going to call me and say, mate, I can't do this, I've got a baby. Nah, uh, and luckily you were so far in that there's no way going <laughs> back by that point. Um, but yeah, so I'd probably say that was the most difficult point. Uh, biggest challenges for entrepreneurs in 2023 and forward. Do you want to feel this one? <laughs> um, so I would say if if we were starting this business now, then I, I, it'd be a really difficult market to enter just because I think throughout COVID that so many people like transitioned their careers and perhaps had that same period of reflection where they're like, oh, this isn't what this isn't serving me what I'm doing I'm going to do something different so I think a lot of people leaned to e-com like massively and it's it is fortunately we're kind of like a few years ahead of that curve so yeah it, it is a harder market to get into right now just because of so many more people have like leaned into it you say that though when we got into Amazon everyone was like oh it's it's harder now and like yeah. I just think there's always going to be that uh for me it's just like pfft. I'd actually say you probably need, so you need like more money now, don't you, to yeah. uh, to start probably. It, but it, because of that, there's a higher barrier to entry. And so if you do have some money to start, because like yeah. we got sold, like you could start with like $1,000. That is not true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That. Um, like it's just not true at all. Yeah. Um, so I would say you have to work harder than, yeah. So if we were to have started like this business five years earlier, it would have been easier, but I don't know if it would be the same business no. as it was today because no. that's just human nature, isn't no. it? So yeah. yeah, it makes you work harder, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess. Um, what customer stories have brought you the most joy? That might be one for <laughs> might be one for me. <laughs> um, I think customers, I just love, every now and then when I'm having a bad day, I'll go and look at our reviews. It's, it's our um, share your wins. Like yeah, we have, a, we have a Slack channel, share your wins. And our customer service uh, like team are just amazing. They're like, that was something we always said that we wanted to be like big on customer service and always like admitting when we're wrong and making it right. Even mm -hmm. if we made no money on that transaction, quite often we'll yeah. lose money on a lot of transactions. So that actually almost people prefer having an issue with one of our products because we, you know, we'll refund them. We'll give them as much as we can. Um, but... I think it's when I just see, well, there's two things. In the Facebook group, I love it uh, when people share like crazy, like one of the guys shared like a Christmas tree. Christmas of, tree, of, probably of, the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then there's another guy like uh, James Brock. He's listening, I know he will be. Uh, shouting out, like he was saying, stop making stuff in capital letters. <laughs> people talking about how we're like creating divorces, like just funny stuff. Like we're like, ultimately, like we just like to have fun, don't we? We no, like exactly. to, we're sarcastic. We like to have fun. And I love seeing that. And then just customer stories. I, I love it when something goes wrong. I don't love it when something goes wrong, but I love it when something goes wrong. We make it right. Yeah. Uh, and people talk about that. I think that's really important. That was the commitment we made 100%. at the beginning. So yeah. Right. Uh, that's pretty much it from like all of like the big questions. I've just got some quick fire questions for you now. Okay. Uh, not for me. You've got to like answer really quick because we don't have a lot of time. We're probably already <laughs> over. So quick fire. Okay. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Hit me. Home or Hadfield? <laughs> <laughs> uh, home <laughs> if you had to pick one home and Hadfield product to keep for yourself what would it be watch that three favourite EDC or tech brands uh, Nomad 100% Wesson Orbitkey watches or knives Ooh. do you know what I'm going to say knives 
Nice. Okay. Um, hands for feet or feet for, feet for hands? <laughs> <laughs> hands for feet. Interesting. You can't make okay. feet for hands. <laughs> I was going to ask a very different question, but I won't do that. I think it's not right for public consumption. Uh, vintage watch or Apple watch? Vintage. Nice. I would have thought you said Apple, really. I would have thought you'd gone for Apple. Yeah. Uh, what's in your pockets right now? Oh, well, I literally just emptied them before. Oh, you had an Orbit key in there, though, didn't I you? I did. Uh, yeah, you had some quite cool things in your pockets. I very, I, I quite often have tissue in my pockets. Uh, that's about it. Uh, iPhone. Oh, yeah, and you've got like a little Nomad. That's Nomad, isn't it? Nomad AirPods. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Nomad. And then this is a Orbit key uh, Nomad collab. Nice, uh, nice. Keep. Two brands of which we are courting to do collabs with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most important question of the day. Why isn't it Hadfield and Home? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds shit, doesn't it? <laughs> the annoying thing is, I don't know if you, uh, do, do you remember that I actually came up with the name? Yeah. Um, and it was like, I like did it through gritted teeth. I think we should call it Home and Hadfield. But just so everyone knows, I'm Phil Hadfield, is in Home. Um, that's it though. Oh, I say that's it. I, we think we've gone well over time. But yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. That so, was class. Now I love yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Well, let's have a little. Two beers in. We're yeah. now going to meet our friends and have yeah. some more beers. Great. Uh, so, to everyone listening, like, really appreciate you. Choi- Josh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to have a water after this. Really appreciate you tuning in. Would love to hear your comments on this. Is this something you want to see more of? Have you got any questions? Are you absolutely annoyed with us that we're not, you know, legacy EDC people uh, hopefully not but ask us any questions in the comments um, and reach out to us we really hope you continue to support us um, yeah Ian anything to say anything to add <laughs> no, no I just want to say thank you for all the support uh, you guys are absolutely amazing and if you've like stayed to the end then yeah shout out you guys yeah <laughs> fair play love it yeah have a beer on us cheers guys hey guys thanks so much for listening really means the world to us and if you would like to show us any extra support so we can keep this podcast going, please follow, subscribe. And if you have any extra time, leave us a review. It really would mean the world to us. Thank you so much.